Okay, it's Tuesday, it's recording time, but before we, you know, step through the portal, we're doing a live show. Yeah, we are. It's on the 13th of June at the Pavilion in Reading. We're showing Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and then we're going to do a live podcast so you can get involved and share all your theories and queries Talk to our faces. to our faces. Oh, yeah. It's going to be amazing. Three pound a ticket as well, so I've a, heard. Yeah, three pound a ticket, yep. so that's a good cheap cinema outing to yeah, see a film is. you already know is good. Exactly, no risk. Yeah, don't worry uh, if you're not completely up to date because it doesn't really matter or up to date at all if yeah. this is the first time you've heard the show still like, come to live exactly. show it's going to be a good fun time like, we're going we're, we're to give a brief rundown of where we are then we're going to watch it and then we're going to talk about it anyway and you know that means that you, if you're thinking oh but I've got a friend who really would like to go but they don't know anything about the podcast bring them along anyway they'll find out about it and fall deeply in love with it absolutely so yep. that's June 13th £3 a ticket yep. it's at 7 o'clock uh, and tickets are available from kaiju.fm slash live or from the Nags Head Pub, which is opposite the venue. There you go. Let's watch some cartoons. Do it. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And you're on your 23rd day. Oh, 33 days of big hands. That's a horrible noise. Listen to that. Like, that's, that's... This, this, this is what I have to put up with a lot. It's gone sticky. Like, the noise of the hands is very visible on Pro Tools there. Oh, wow. Like, it's, it's a loud... It's a loud I'd hand I'd just sound. like to clarify when I said, oh, it's gone all sticky. It's not because they're not clean. It's because the skin paint has rubbed off and latex has a tendency to stick to itself. True that. Also, so, uh, it's 400,000 degrees. It is 400,000 degrees outside. It's just ridiculous. Unpleasant. Yeah. I'm fairly certain it's on fire outside. All of That's outside. That's why we closed the curtains. Yeah. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to see all the burning. No, but we're, win- we're winter people, me yeah, and we Cal. Are. We're like a good 12 degrees. Like that's a, oh, that's it's a perfect good, temperature. Perfect temperature for Don't feel like being. I want to peel my skin off. And yeah, and I... People don't want you to peel your skin no. off. No, mind you, I think anybody who listened to the like the, when we first started the show, like coming up to a year ago, would have would understand how much I dislike and you dislike the heat because yeah. we talked about it a lot at that point too. Yeah, so we've shut ourselves in a dark box again. <clears throat> yeah. That's presumably our home for the next, you know, four or five months. Yeah, until and, 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 until the summer goes away. Yeah, until the summer goes down <laughs> and good old Father Winter. Rears his beautiful, beautiful head. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Shall we watch some cartoons? I think it's probably a good idea. Uh, We were meant to get to this one last time, but we had some real, real thinkers. Yeah, we did. In the last episode. So, uh, oh, uh, I was amused by a comment about the Bat Boy on the Facebook. Uh, We we asked asked you lot, uh, you know, what you thought about the origins of the Bat Boy. And uh, I very much enjoyed... uh, if they're they're breeding bat boys <laughs> for the baseball, I dread to think what's going to happen in the tennis episode, which I thought was. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Bear, for that. Uh, let's launch in with a uh, a new character. Then we've got uh, Quentin Quail in the Quentin Quail episode. In the Quentin Quail episode <laughs> called Quentin Quail. Yeah, from March second, nineteen forty six. Let's see what Quentin Quail is about. Ah, oh, it's he's an interesting thing. I think. <laughs> He looks, his head looks like a it's balloon. It's called Quentin. Well, what else are you going to call a quail? Quevin. Quevin. <laughs> Quevin quail. 
Let's watch Quevin Quayle <laughs> in Quevin Quayle from March 2nd, 1946. All right. He's the hero the Tooniverse deserves. Yeah, that was Not Quentin Quayle. No, not Queef Quayle. Not Tarquin Tarquayle. No. Um, it's, it's the worm. It's the worm. He's a good worm. He is. Uh, well, so the cartoon revolves around Quentin Quayle uh, hunting for a worm for his daughter's uh, dinner. His daughter Toots, which we thought was a pet name, but it's just, just her name. Just her name. Toots Quayle. Because it's like Toots, honey. <laughs> it's like, uh, wait a second, you, Toots Quayle. <laughs> Now we absolutely don't know why he's called Quentin. No. Because there's not even like a naming convention. No, there's not. He could be called anything. Uh, well, uh, and Peter evidently Quayle. is. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Uh, but yeah, he's hunting for a worm for his daughter. Uh, the worm, you know, it gives him a run for his money. It's a smart worm. It is a smart uh, worm. It grows arms and legs, presumably in its moment gaining sentience. Yeah, because, I mean, it's bound to get stressed out. It's being chased by an inept quail father yeah for you know dinner for his daughter yeah um interestingly though like he's a little green worm it's yeah. sort of similar to bookworm uh but bookworm was sentient and didn't have legs yeah so we're thinking that maybe like you don't just get that like it's not like an animal has a certain like sentient form and yeah a, and a regular animal form it's it really depends on the type of stress you're under at the time and what you need yeah, so, so so you can develop the things that you need to get out of it. So yeah, most like, of them just need sentience, yeah, and well, that's but, what they develop. Bookworm put most of his points into intelligence, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the expense of of you know legs. strength and dexterity <laughs> and legs and charisma. Actually, he's a, yeah, he's not a very charismatic. Yeah, worm. Whereas um, this one was. Yeah, he, he, managed, is, to, he managed to essentially shapeshift his way out of being eaten. Yeah, because he looked like Frankie Sinatra. <laughs> he did. I mean, he didn't look like Frankie Sinatra before, so maybe he didn't get legs. Maybe he got shapeshifting powers. Yeah, possibly. Because yeah. like sometimes he's wriggling around like a worm, and sometimes wriggling around like a worm, but he's got arms, and sometimes he's got arms and legs, and he's running about. And at the end, he just turns himself into a little Frank Sinatra worm. Yeah, which is really weird. They're really into Frank Sinatra in the universe. Like they, uh, they love do. Him. They do like love him. Yeah. <laughs> like every other episode. It's like, oh, Frankie! <laughs> like it's constant. What I did like was the moral compass on this worm, though. So he launches the quail into the air, slams them through loads of branches on a tree, and then as the quail's falling, puts a giant pin, which would impale. Yeah, the quail. Yeah, it was a, the quail. It was a, um, and he then just before it lands takes it away, and then comes back with a sign, just saying, uh, "I'd have hated myself if I'd done it." Yeah. So it's like, yeah, he's he's absolutely the hero this universe needs. Yeah. It's not the one he's it's got. No, no, it's but it's got the one bugs. He he's got bugs. Yeah. Who <laughs> like? I'm really not sure about uh, this. He's point. Not a hero at the moment, is he? Yeah, he's very uh, like. He's hit bug, and miss. bugs is very like at whatever cost. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, you know, the worm doesn't want to become what he what he hates. Yeah, I, I mean, that like that seems fair. What I did find quite interesting, though, was to get the worm out of a hole at some point, um, Quentin decides to throw loads of pepper down and then says, oh, when he comes up to sneeze, I'll whack him. Now, that means that the worm, ha- he he's assuming the worm has to come up out of the hole to sneeze. Yeah, but, it, like, pi- picture this. Okay. Right? You are... Is that your using your mental image faculties yeah. face? Um, right. <laughs> Imagine this. You are in a sort of tubular hole uh-huh. uh, of pretty much precisely your width. 
Yeah. And your head is the width of your body. So like your, your face like is right up against the edge of the, the hole. Yeah. A tube of flesh. You don't want to sneeze down there. That's, I mean, it might help with lubrication, it though. It just come straight back all over you. Yeah. I mean, he seemed to wiggle about in that hole pretty well, though. That hole was already there before he went down it. He didn't make that hole. Oh, so you That's think... That's a pre-existing hole. It's a pre-existing hole. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking he's... Like, Quentin's just thinking that you can't sneeze underground. <laughs> Why do you think he thinks that? Because he says, oh, when he comes up to sneeze. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> but like, I mean, why? That's not why he thinks it. That's what he thinks. Oh, I, I, I couldn't possibly. Like, maybe just not. Maybe it's just not possible to sneeze underground. I mean, I haven't. I can't. <laughs> I can't really recall. But I haven't really been looking for that specific thing. Okay. Well, we'll note that down as yeah. something we need. Is to... it possible to sneeze underground in the Tooniverse? Yeah. So if you've been underground in the uh, Tooniverse, in the Tooniverse, yeah. Well, like, let's... have you sneezed? Let's see. Let's see if anyone sne- sneezed underground here. I've sneezed underground here, though. Okay, so you think it's a Tooniverse thing? Yeah, I mean, I know it's possible in our world to sneeze underground. Okay, and it's as easy as it is to sneeze above ground. It's easier than trying to sneeze underwater. Okay, because so- you can, but it's the <gasps> that's the bit that gets you underwater because you die. <laughs> it's the bit before the sneeze. <laughs> yeah, it's the bit before. It's the bit where you go <gasps> and you take a big breath in. You drown. No sneezing. <laughs> no sneezing. Yeah. So no sneezing underwater. You're worried there might be a similar problem underground in the Tooniverse. In the Tooniverse, potentially. Okay. Yeah, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's some stuff going on with the clothes in this episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, because there's a crow who catches the worm, uh, and then uh, Quentin Quayle won't give it over, so they get into a bit of a, a rumble. Yeah, bit of a to-do. Uh, but he takes off like his crow coat. Yeah. To reveal like a stripy shirt, then rolls the stripy shirt up to reveal more, more crow. crow. So I yeah. think we just happen to be seeing it at a point where um, looking like just the animal is actually in fashion. Yeah, so so even though you've passed your trouser test and you're allowed to wear clothes... So he's put a shirt is, on, yeah. and then he's gone, it's a bit nippy out though. I'll put on my coat that looks like my normal crow body. I, I mean, I suppose it's because kind Quentin, of like my hands. Because Quentin... Also, he gets punched, yeah, sort of out of his feathers, boxer shorts, and he's you know naked with, like you know like human sort of skin tone with with boxer yeah. shorts. I, I'm I'm thinking it's kind of like my gloves because if I take my gloves off, they look like human hands, kind of human um, big hands, yeah. yeah. And if I take them off, I've got normal human hands underneath. So maybe it's like that. <laughs> maybe maybe the 33 days of big hands challenge is more relevant to the universe than maybe we I ever know, thought. right? <laughs> yeah. Look at that. This is panned out. Yeah. It's just another one of those things that comes full <laughs> circle and we look like what we were doing maybe made some sense and we had a plan. Yeah, we were meant it all along. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> should we <coughs> should we crack on? Are, are you happy with? Uh yeah, I think I'm happy. Uh, like I don't really have uh you know much to say about it, but I do I did start thinking during this episode that I think all toons, regardless of their size, have this like the same strength. Yeah, it yeah, it doesn't seem to it doesn't really seem to matter how big a thing is. They can they can still wallop something and it goes flying. Yeah. So like that that that's just like that's all I've really got to say about it. But yeah. it's like I think that's another bit in our sort of toon science to think about. Yeah. Yeah. No like because yeah. momentum uh clearly doesn't work the same, the same way. way. No. No, but there again, we know their gravity doesn't work the same way. Well, exactly. So I'm just saying, like, we need to... We need to it, we'll get to a unified theory in the end. <laughs> Eventually, fine. we will do. But, uh, yeah, eat your heart out, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's all I've got to say. I just think that's another science question we need to take a look at. But yeah. otherwise, I'm happy to move on. Okie doke. Uh, well, it looks like we've got a... Oh, it's a Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, and Drunked Stork. 
drunked stork. Drunked stork. Not I'm drunk not... stork. No. Drunked drunk stork. Yeah. Uh, um, is that his name? It looks like his name. It doesn't look oh, like his name. Wait, no. Because stork has not got a capital S. No, it doesn't. It's, is it just a drunked stork? I, I don't it... know what drunked is. I mean, I guess it's just drunk, but... Yeah, or drunken. Well, let's find out. Okay. Uh, so we're watching Baby Bottleneck, which is a Daffy Duck, Porky Pig and Drunked Stork number from March 16th, 1946. Let's watch that. So, they're both in Africa now. It would seem that they are indeed both oh. in Africa now. Oh, God, that, that end. A lot went oh. on there. Like I don't know how I feel about a lot of it. Like, I don't. I, I, what I do know is I love Daffy. Okay, well that that's not that's remained unchanged. Awesome. Uh, so, I mean, basically this revolves around uh, some uh, confusion at the uh, baby delivery sort of service, the Storks, yeah. Yeah. in in a uh, system that is similar to but legally distinct from Dumbo, yeah. um, whereby Porky Pig has been brought in to reorganise the stork factory and try and rectify some of these confusions and problems because the drunk stork was only in it for a little bit. Yes. It was basically... I, I think he was the reason it was a problem. He, he'd been fired for some reason or kicked out. Uh, I but mean, he was drunk, basically, and yeah. nothing was going right. But and some what, unexperi- inexperienced help had uh, been brought in. Yeah, yeah Seemingly definitely. just whatever they had. Well, I don't, well, I don't think helped at all and this was definitely a bit on <laughs> yeah. porky's behalf was bringing daffy duck in to run the phones yeah and porky with his massive stutter yeah was running air traffic control it's no wonder it was all gone to yeah i, I really don't understand how this happened and it's not really covered in the episode but basically uh it's them trying to you know just get this stuff done because uh yeah. some some things have had the wrong babies delivered yeah, quite a lot of things yeah so and like a baby skunk to a mother goose, yeah. a, a kitten to a mother duck, yeah. uh, which that in and itself raises some questions, which I'll get to when I've finished the rundown. Yeah. But basically, Porky and Daffy are trying to sort this out. They do a bad job of that because uh, a unmarked egg um, turns up and Porky needs to find out what's in the egg. Now, I'm not sure if he was trying to get Daffy to sit on it so it would become a duck. Yeah. So he'd just know, okay, it's a duck, we can send that out. Or if you needed Daffy to sit on it so it would hatch, so you could find out what it is, and then they re-egg it. Yeah, I, I think it was the latter. I think it was the yeah. latter. Um, because I'm pretty sure... Because we've seen things lay eggs, Yeah, right? Yeah, we've seen quite a lot of things lay eggs. But we've also had pretty firmly established here that this is how it works. They're yeah. delivered by a business. So I think uh, when you lay an egg in the Tooniverse, it's like... You know when you leave your tooth under the pillow, yeah, and then you know, they come and give you some. The tooth fairy comes and gives you some money or a sweet or something. You lay an egg and, sit and you on lay it. an egg, and you sit there for a while. And while you're asleep, uh, the stork company sneaks in, lifts you up, takes your eggs, and replaces them with full eggs. Okay, I mean, because the, the, the thing is, like there, we saw a lot of like baby cats, uh, yeah. and there was a tortoise. And so you're suggesting they were going to be jammed into eggs? Not all things are jammed into eggs, but I think uh, in the case of the skunk and the kitten that were delivered to the mother goose and the mother duck, yeah. those animals had been erroneously inserted into eggs. So are you suggesting skunks lay eggs? No. Okay. No, I'm saying that at the factory... All oh, right, they've been They've, been they've accidentally put into... a skunk in an egg instead right. of a duck or a right. goose. Right, okay. 
So, do you, so how do you think? Because otherwise, like when it gets kids. delivered, you'd immediately just go, "That's wrong." Yeah, but how do you, how do you think skunks have kids? I don't know, the normal way skunks have kids. Yeah, but they, but they were being delivered as well. Or do you reckon they were just they just? Yeah, but they don't only deliver eggs. They no. just put the thing. They're meant to just put the things that are meant to be in eggs in eggs. Yeah. But in this situation, they'd accidentally put some other things in eggs. Right. Okay. That's my feeling. Yeah. And okay. That's why when he got an unmarked egg, it's like we can't have this again. Yeah. That goose was pissed off. <laughs> uh, we we've got to check it. what's in this egg. Yeah. Got to check and mark the eggs in future, guys. I'm looking at you, Barry. Like oh, <laughs> Barry with your big stamp. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's how I think that works. Okay. Uh, but in in the end, basically, uh, Porky and Daffy get caught in sort of the, the processing machine uh, yes. and get shipped off as a hideous duck pig homunculus oh, to God, Africa. It was to horrible. A, to a, to a, that that dog know. that comes up with all the ideas, that last one worked. Yeah. So, so, so uh, Porky's in his office with all of his machines and running air traffic control. And this dog just barges his way in with a rocket on his back and says, boss, I've got a brilliant idea. It's going to speed up um, all the deliveries by a billion percent. Lights a rocket it's on his bold back. claim. Blows up and then just goes, well, back to the drawing board and walks out a charred mess. But I'm it, thinking he does this every day. He yeah. comes up with a different yeah, idea. Yeah, I think he just comes in with his sales spiel and it's like, oh, it's going to revolutionize the business. And yeah. every day it's like, no thanks, not today. Yeah. And, and like, he blows up. Yeah, and I think he's like quite meek about it. I think he's always like, he's, he's, he remains enthusiastic, but yeah. I think I think eventually he'll wind up like Jack Lemmon in well, the, the, Gary Glenn Ross, like sort of broken. Though. Yeah, he, like, he lucked out. It, well, last... he essentially just took that rocket and rather than strapping it to himself he just strapped it to some sort of bird looking apparatus but I actually lit it. I actually don't get the impression that he that the dog who came in with the rocket actually does the inventing okay I, I took him as just a salesman right okay yeah no I see that like you know he's the front for it and like, yeah. he, like his he's got spiel the involves claiming that he's like, yeah, he's nailed it, these billion things. percent. And like, yeah, he's got to go in with absolute faith in these things. It's like he's selling vacuum cleaners or something. Yes, yeah. Door so, door someone, else, someone else somewhere is developing these things. Yeah. Because later that day, he had another one. Yeah, that's true. Which actually had stork wings and a stork head, and that's what delivered Daffy and Porky in the end. Yeah. Oh, you got all the way to Africa as well. Yeah. I mean, in like for for a experimental aircraft... It's, it's very good. impressive. Yeah. As a solution for delivering the correct animal babies to the correct animals Didn't worldwide, work. it was weak because it delivered a pig, duck, homunculus yeah. to an ape. Yeah, in Africa. So, yeah, that's what's going on. And, like, we do now have to view pretty much everything through a lens of, like... Baby delivery. Ha- baby delivery. That, that's, how, that's how it happens. So, what we've got to ask is because... We saw there, like, the processing yeah. of a baby and, like, how it's delivered. Where are they coming from? Well, like, maybe it's, like, kind of a, um, like, sperm and egg donor sort of thing. So you send off your sperm and eggs, like, in separate packages, and then they grow them for you in to, tubes. To get, what, to free up your time for... Following whatever mad various, you want to do. Various yeah. goofs. So, like, so, so nobody ever... Or nobody has to get pregnant. I don't think this is the way all babies are delivered. I think this is just the way that some are delivered. I think that this is a choice. It's probably like a rich person thing. You know, if you've got the money, you can pay for this, so you don't have to go through the pregnancy thing, but you still get your kids. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's like like, like it's a it's a thing for the wealthy, rather than it. This is just how all babies are delivered. So do you think? So if you're if you're not wealthy. Yeah. Do you think that if there's just an excess of a certain type of baby, you just get delivered them? It's like it's your job now. 
Yeah, potentially, we oh, can't have this pressure on the, the on the directly on the government. Yeah, uh, potentially either or maybe some sort of like subscription service. So you get like a new baby each month. And you get tried out. <laughs> we get to try it out. No, because it said no returns, even when the baby was wrong. It, it did said it in the newspaper. Returns. Yeah, okay, maybe it's not a subscription so service. Or maybe it is a subscription ex- service, but you just don't get to give it back. I think it's... How would you ever subscribe to that? I reckon if you're wealthy enough, you can choose when you have a kid. Yeah. Otherwise, you're, like, if you're not on that like privileged list, you just get delivered the appropriate type of kid. Yeah. Kind of randomly. It would explain, because uh, Daffy didn't seem like he wanted to settle down, but he has had a lot of families and a lot of kids. He has, yeah. But I, 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 st- I still think they're able to go through the normal um, kind of pregnancy birthing thing. I, d- I don't think this is the way that has to happen. I guess if you're, if you're um, an egg-laying creature, you'd have to. Yeah. Because you need that Tooth Fairy-esque yes. currency. But not everything does it that way, so... I don't know. I think I think we're gonna have. Do to you see... think da- Daffy just gets about? Is that his? Is like, is like this is the choice he's made. Yeah, I don't think he knows he does. Though. I mean, he's not big on the consequences of his actions. No, not at all. Self control is very low as well. Yeah, yeah, that, that's more likely. So... so he's just, you know, he's just creating eggs. Yeah, I, left, I, I, right, I, and center, and they are going to be replaced with full eggs soon enough. I, I think what would help settle this is actually seeing a pregnant tune. That that would give us a bit more to go off. Yeah, because I don't think we have. No, I don't, I don't think, think we have. have seen a pregnant. No, because like, because we've seen like various duck laying animals sitting on a nest of ducks, not ducks, but uh, eggs, uh, potentially containing ducks. Yeah, but, but yeah, like it, and at some points definitely because we've seen we saw some of Daffy's kids hatch. Yeah. yeah, we did. But yeah, I don't know. We'll have to keep an eye out for yeah. pregnant tunes and uh, just tunes in labour. Yeah, like just and. Sneaky stalks coming in, swapping some stuff out. Yeah, might be some background work. Yeah, although it's not necessarily stalks because they had all kinds helping. Well, there. I'd say a lot of, I saw very few stalks doing. Well, I that think job. that's because the drunk stalk had been fired. So he's the only one doing it. No, yeah, I guess drunk. Like... I'd be drunk if I was the only one doing that. <laughs> to job. be fair, <laughs> uh, I think he was drunk because something about the uh, the company getting all the credit, even though he does all the work. Oh right, I'm sure okay. that's what he said. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Anyway, we'll keep an eye out for sneaky yeah. stalks. Shall we move on? I think we should. Okay. It's a Bugs and Elmer number called Hair Remover. Oh, Still rolling with that. Still rolling, don't they? Still rolling with the old hair yeah. buns. Oh, what's this? Uh, last cartoon directed by Frank Ta- uh, Tashlin? That's not even a name I've picked up on. Frank Tashlin? Um, once they once it started getting a bit more diverse. T- I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure he only did like two or three of them, though. I'm sure he hasn't done many. It's interesting because it's like there's a few names from early on that I, yeah, I Bob remember. Clampett. But yeah, Bob Clampett uh, and... Uh, Leon Schlesinger, like yeah. you, I remember those names, classic names. But then now uh, Bob McKimson, he was like, yeah. the, he he did the 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 special, bu- like the, the the bugs we know and love. Well, story. If you look down down the list of the next episode oh. after this one, he's get he's been promoted. He's directing some he's, stuff. He's first first cartoon directed by. But let's but, hold off on that. Yeah, let's let's watch the last cartoon directed by Frank Tesslin. So, yeah, uh, it's called Hair Remover. It's a Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd number from March twenty third, nineteen forty six. Let's get in amongst let's it. Do it. So Elmer's turned his hand to science. He has, Ish. yeah. I, he's, he's managed to get himself um, a castle on the hill, and then decided, oh, I want to be a scientist." So he's got a little junior chemistry set, yeah, and he's opened himself up Elmer Fudd's laboratory, yeah, and he's trying to create 
uh, sort of Jekyll and Hyde situation to make yeah. himself better at catching rabbits. Now, we know this technology already exists from yeah. that episode where Porky the Third's lawyer tried to screw him and his brothers out of inheritance. But we do know also that Bugs went back and stopped somebody developing the super carrot potion. Super so carrot potentially potion. he went back and also stopped this. So maybe this potion doesn't exist yet. Maybe. Because it has, it needs but to be maybe disco- it doesn't. It needs to be discovered again because it wasn't discovered because Bugs went back. Yeah, and maybe Bugs is in this to stop it from being discovered again by, you know, maybe Bugs. But yeah, so Elmer's there in his castle on the hill experimenting on animals. Yeah. He's clearly gotten through some animals. There's some lot of empty cages yeah. there. And it, but he's testing on a dog. It's pretty brutal. It's like pretty, it's he pins horrible. the dog down by the neck. Yeah. And, like tips it's, this. It's chained up. Potion into him. Yeah. And like the dog breaks free and runs outside and starts eating grass, which I didn't know was a thing. But you yeah. tell yeah. me it's to make it's, themselves it, yeah, sick. It, it, it's to induce vomiting normally. So yeah. so so if you see dogs eating, eating grass, small amounts is good for the digestion, but large amounts makes them vom. Right. So that's. So it might have just been because he didn't seem to vom. So he seems no. like just trying to be hurrying it through. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, so the dog runs out and does that. Bugs ter- like Elmer tries tries it out tries the rabbit trap out. He's trying to get Bugs uh, to test the potion on. Yeah. Um. And so he sets up the standard rabbit trap with a little carrot in it, um, yeah, box and a stick. And yeah, so a Bugs he's not fooled, but he goes. Oh no! I'll help him out. Yeah, so he just gets in the yeah, trap. He's went through a lot of effort. You know, I, I can go along with a gag. Yeah, <laughs> just so get he, in. So he hops in the in the uh, in the box there, and uh, yeah, he goes to the lab. <coughs> you quite all right there? No, I'm sneezing. I'm quite all right now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we're above ground. No yeah. date. No date together. Not not underwater. Haven't drowned. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, he goes to the lab. Uh, he winds up. Feeding the potion to Elmer, I can't remember how. Uh, well, it happens. A lot happens. Yeah, so I've just realised like, there's a lot of events. Bugs, Bugs ends up drinking the potion. Yeah. So, he, so he ends up getting forced the potion down. It does nothing. Yeah, it does nothing at all. Yeah, and then Elmer ends up drinking it somehow. I'm sure Bugs forces him to do it. Do you want to kill Mr. Bean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just going to kill the solar-powered Mr. Bean. It's that time in the episode where I get just an annoying clicking that. sound in my ear yeah. and it's solar-powered Mr. Bean. Yeah. Bear with me. <laughs> so, uh, he... Well done. Um, <laughs> Elmer ends up drinking it. Uh, Bugs... Oh, Elmer runs outside to go and eat... Eat grass. Grass, but... On his way, he runs, runs over the top of a bay. His hat falls off onto the bay. The bay then wanders into the laboratory, and Bugs is like, "Oh, oh crap! It works." And yeah. that's the first time we've seen genuine fear in Bugs's. Yeah, face. because well, I think he's. I think the reason is because he's realised that oh, maybe he has managed to make the potion. Oh crap! What am I going to do now? So maybe that's why he's genuinely scared. Yeah. So and it's all because the bear's wearing Elmer's hat. So he's like, "It's all right. I'll fix your old buddy." Jumps up onto his face. Like, wraps his legs around his neck and just starts talking at his face. Yeah. And he goes, I'll him. sort you out. Gives him a big old smooch. Runs off. And but then just... Bugs is straight into it. the chemistry set. Yeah. Which, like, in a very sort of Doctor Who sort of way. Like, it's just, like, he's running there. He's just sort of gibbering and just doing stuff. Yeah. Like, he's, like he's done this a million times before. I'm surprised he didn't talk about reversing the polarities. Yeah, or <laughs> just pull some random levers. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it was very, it was very Doctor Who-esque. And then he, he feeds the uh, potion... Uh, to the bear. To the bear. Yeah. Um, the bear does not like it. The bear doesn't like it at all. No. Starts spitting fire. Uh, Bugs makes good his sort of escape. Yeah. 
Then Elmer comes in and finds the bear eating a carrot. Eating a carrot. Yeah. Just just knocking about the lab, just eating a carrot. And he's like, oh, bugs, our buddy apparently goes through exactly the same process. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll help you, bugs. I'll help you out. And like at that point, I was thinking they've got a very Professor X, Magneto sort of relationship. Yeah. They're both very aware that within their own ethos, the other must be stopped. Yeah. But they are friends. But they are buddies. Yeah. And like they're, they're just old friends who just unfortunately have fallen on opposite sides of a hitherto unconfirmed, like, yeah, it, it, like, we, we war. Don't, yeah, we, we, don't, we don't know which side which of them's on or what it is they're warring about. Well, I'm hoping we find out. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if we don't. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Because <laughs> there's uh, a lot of stuff we don't find out, you and me. And, uh, <laughs> and if we do find out, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that uh, Bugs is actually Magneto. <laughs> just Magneto. Yeah. Not but, the Magneto of the situation, <laughs> it's just Magneto. I think he's probably the Magneto of the situation, because Elmer is bald. <laughs> okay, I thought I thought it was going to be more about like how how Bugs thinks that, you know, everyone should be sort of free of the, you know, shacks of society and that, you know, mutants, like, in the same way as, like, mutants, you know, should be free to sort of do what they want and they're the future. But you, you're, Elmer's just going, bald. <laughs> you're just going, <laughs> Elmer's bald. Like... You know, okay, that's Time fair enough. It. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, it it ended with uh, Elmer realising that the bear was just a bear. Yeah. And then he plays dead on the floor. The bear has a little go, but then gets bored and wanders off. At which point, uh, Elmer sits up, hears some more roaring, lies back down again, and Bugs just jumps in the window and just starts pouring at him, just yeah. having a laugh. Yeah, just going, and, and that's it. It's a nice, and, end. And, yeah, it's a nice ending to a Bugs and Elmer episode. Yeah, it's They're really just good. Bugs. Just Bugs being a dick. So, like, that was insightful to that relationship. Uh, now, I shared a little tidbit with you during the episode. You did. Um, and I, uh, the more I think about it, the more I think there's something going on with it. So, uh, the, the tidbit is this, that uh, Bugs Bunny munches on a carrot uh it's an impersonation of clark gable in it happened one night and uh, that's why he munches on a carrot yeah now these glimpses through the portal with bugs eating a carrot all the time are largely responsible for everyone thinking that carrots are good food for rabbits and you should feed them carrots yeah, because I'd never really thought about it before until you mentioned it. And it's not a re- like, I mean, they like them. Yeah, but it's like it's like going humans like cake. Like <laughs> yeah. the human diet is cake. It's yeah. Like, so uh, these like these cartoons are solely responsible, pretty much, for like a lot of I guess rabbit diabetes or whatever happens. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, interestingly, in this episode, Elmer literally turns to the portal and says, "Rabbits love carrots." Uh, maybe he's got now, an agenda. Now, we know he doesn't um, think that. Yeah. he Because he uses the carrot to identify Bugs Bunny specifically. Yes. When the bear munches the carrot, he's, he's like, like oh, it's, it's Bugs. Bugs Bunny. Yeah. And it's like, so he knows it's not the commonplace standard rabbit food. Yeah. So why does he want everyone on our side of the portal to believe maybe that we should be he does, feeding carrots to rabbits? Yeah, but he has said he hates all little grey rabbits. And he's willing to let all other colours of rabbit die. die. Yeah, just just to get be rid they of them. his side of the portal or ours. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe he's concerned about a rabbit from our world going into their world and becoming more powerful. Maybe. 
but yeah, like I, I found that interesting because within one episode, he definitely sort of contradicts himself because mm. he can use it to identify a specific rabbit, but he also very much directly tells us we should be feeding ra- rabbits carrots all the time. Yeah. They love them. Can't get enough of it. Wow. It's safe. Super safe. <laughs> don't worry about it. Eat <laughs> don't the, worry eat about the it. Cake. Have them munched out. Eat the cake. Eat the cake. <laughs> eat, the cake. <laughs> eat the cake. Just do that. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. Okay. No, uh, I like it. Yeah. So, like, he's got some sort of he definitely has. agenda he's got as well. killing agenda. Yeah. Uh, shall we take a look in the Porky Piggy Bank briefly? I think it's probably a good idea, yeah. All right. Okay, first of all, thank you very much for listening to the show and sticking with us through we this... We do appreciate it. ...this basically stupid idea that we had once. It was a stupid idea, but I think every time we do it, it gets... Um, Less stupid? Yeah, or just extends out the stupid, which means, as a concentration thing, it's actually less. Yeah. We're spreading it's it as, out. Yeah, it, 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 it's got a finite amount of stupidness, and we're spreading it thin. And the more of you who listen, the less stupid... We look exactly. But there are a lot of ways to help us spread that love. Got to, got to spread that tune, love. The big one is please, if you listen on iTunes, and I know full well that it's the second most popular oh, we, uh, download we, media. We now. know, we know, we we've know. got, we've got, we've got stats. We and we look at them. Uh, if you listen on iTunes, please, 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 just take a minute of your time and give us a review yeah it really helps with our visibility massively. Because currently, we shown there is just not having enough reviews to to show a rating yeah and as soon as you cross that line you know it's it's a big help yeah because when you're looking through random podcasts that you might want to do it's got a little star rating next yeah. to it like, and you like, go, oh that sounds good like, like if you organize your podcast through star ratings if ours has one it'll show up yeah if it doesn't have one it won't yeah so please please help us out if you listen on itunes uh on or if you don't whatever you listen on if it's got a review or rating system please uh give us a rating Just bang it in there uh there's other, other ways of helping. It's just tell people about the show. Yeah. Go out there, look them directly in the eye and say, the Space Jam Continuum. And walk off. <laughs> <laughs> just walk off. Uh, you can get involved in the conversation on the uh, Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. Um, we're at TSJ Community on Twitter and on Facebook. If you just search the Space Jam Community, you'll find the group. Yeah. Uh, you know, we try to ha- like, get at least like, a couple of little questions up every week. And if you've got theories... Please chuck them over uh, because it's 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 it gets the conversation yeah, exactly. going, and we're always happy to help try and answer any questions you might have yeah. based on the two universe. Yeah, and if you think we're just wrong about something, then then chime in. It's, yeah. fi- it's fine. We're, we can, we're, we can take it. We're yeah. grown ups. Yeah, we're we're big people, so we can take so, a yeah. ribbon. Please get involved in the chat. Uh, otherwise, you if you if you like the show, please consider uh, donating to the Patreon. Yeah. Uh, it's over at kaiju.fm. You can click support us. Uh, and yeah, support all the great shows that are on Kaiju. Um, and for as little as a dollar a month, which is, you know... It's it's like 25 cents an episode if you just, just listen, listen to, to us. us. And it's there's us, there's The Prestige, there's Law Masters, and yeah. you've got a new project coming up, haven't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, um, me and uh, Mike, we're doing a program called By the Mash Tun, which is a brewing podcast where we uh, brew a beer... And during the mashing phase, uh, we talk about the recipe, we talk about things that happen in the brewing world, and then we also try some 
commercial styles of the beer that we're brewing and do little reviews of it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, get involved with that. Like the the uh, the family is growing. It the is Kaiju it's family. Uh, also, we just did a little cameo on Lawmasters. Yeah. So uh, tune into. I think it's the one that's coming out uh, this week. Yeah. And Ch- see see, see if you can pick our voices out. Pick, of the, pick out uh, our good voices. Yeah. Oh, I wonder who that was. Ah, oh, I know who that was. Uh, yeah. Apart from that, yeah. Thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, yeah. Keep doing it. Yeah. Just keep using those ears. That's what they're there for. Let's watch another cartoon. Go on then. Then stop. Yeah, then we'll stop doing the things. Right. McKimson's been promoted. And he just a first yeah. cartoon directed by Robert McKimson. He's moving up in the agency. He is. Yeah. Obviously, obviously someone's been. We still. We at some point we gone. should break down what we think the equivalent agency roles are for like because uh, they definitely seem to move up. Like it's it's a writer or an artist and they become a, and they get to direct an episode eventually. Yeah. And and like eventually, I guess you know they'll become producers as well potentially. But, I'd have, yeah, I'd have thought so. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to to try and map. Those jobs well, on look, both the Tooniverse side and our side, yeah. So, I, I mean, structure of the agency. Like, we know how the Tooniverse job thing works, but I wonder if um, our version or our side of the agency have adopted their recruitment and promotion technique. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I think we, <laughs> I think we should do, do a, a bit more of an in-depth study because we haven't really, like, we were getting there with the agency, and yeah. then we've sort of let them. Just sit in the background. Well, the war kind of took over, didn't it? The war kind of took over, so the agency was acting more like an agency, yeah, and less like a mysterious sort of, you know, universal diplomatic movement. Um, So, yeah, I think at some point we should get a more in-depth study. But let's uh, move on to the cartoon. This is the first one directed by uh, Robert McKimson. It's called Daffy Doodles. It's a Daffy and Porky Pig number. Are they in Africa? Do you reckon they got back? Let's find out. Let's have a little watch. In and Daffy find out. Doodles from April sixth, nineteen forty six. Okay, here's the skinny. I think Porky's still in Africa. Yep. Because of the no returns policy that he himself set when he reorganized the stork factory. Yep. Got accidentally delivered to Africa. Then the gorilla who is delivered to yeah. in the homunculus form with Daffy <laughs> called up and said there's been a problem and whoever was left in charge at the factory said sorry no returns yeah. and they were stuck in Africa now Daffy can fly so yeah. Daffy just goes okay fear yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just does one not only can he fly he can travel in lightning form he can travel <laughs> in water somehow yeah. so Daffy uh, just fucks off yeah he's just like drop off and Daffy's back in the states yeah. in New York it would seem alright you know, they said an eastern city, it was yeah. a US city, uh, where seemingly Porky is a policeman. Now, it's only three weeks since they were stranded in Africa. Yes. I don't think Porky's made it back. No, I don't think it is. I think that that's one of the Porky lookalikes from Porkytopia. I yeah, think he's just got a gainful employment. Because since that state was dismantled, there was a lot of Porky lookalikes yeah. looking for work. This one was probably the cop from the Nazi spy episode. Yeah. He's now just a cop. In New York. He just went, oh, I've got the outfit. And he has been tasked with uh, catching whoever is drawing moustaches on all the adverts and the people. Yeah. It's Daffy. Of course it is. Because he's returned home and gone, 
I could get a job. Or I could get up to hijinks. Or I could and get, he get up, up to, to some hijinks. <laughs> so he gets up to some goofs. Uh, and he is relentlessly pursued by a... Well, a porky pig. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it, it, it just goes on, just like, great chase scene all the way through. Uh, Daffy's moustache painting skills are on point. Like, he can paint them in mid-air so that people run into them. Yeah. He's Which a, is amazing. He's a talented duck. Yeah, he's got stencils. He uses some high roped access to like paint on the high billboards. How was his uh, rope access? Bad. <laughs> but it's Daffy Duck, so I think he's probably okay. And he is motorbiking. That's pretty good. Yeah, that was just up on a roof like it's Mario Odyssey. Yep. He did uh, save Porky's life. Didn't let him drop off the roof. Yeah. He yeah, like, he's yep. not looking to kill anyone. No, no. Just but uh, but, but he doesn't. Like, Daffy, as yet... Has no on-screen kills. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, which is, yeah, again, not the way we expected it to go. No. Uh, but basically, he's pursued by uh, Porky around the town. In the end, uh, he winds up in court for his mm. crimes. Uh, and the jury is 12 identically moustached men. Now, that suggests to me that Daffy is, has really some sway. Yeah. Like, legally. He's fixed that jury. Yeah, I mean, or someone's helped him out. Yeah. Like, presumably, someone shady from the agency. Gone, no, we can't have Daffy in prison. No. You can't, you can't send him up to sing, 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 sing. Yeah, exactly. You just can't do it. No. Uh, but, I mean, what's... Because they, they didn't look like they'd had the moustaches drawn on by Daffy. They look like 12 happily moustachioed men yeah. who thinks what Daffy's been up to... Was great. Was great. So they were like, not guilty! Yeah. So they're all, yeah, not guilty. And, uh... He promised never to paint draw a moustache yeah. again because he's doing beards. He's now. doing beards, and, and then he puts a beard on the judge. End scene. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. Like, yeah, like why? I mean, I get why they wouldn't want Daffy to go down, but like, it was very obvious that the jury had been fixed. Yeah, but like I mean, they were identical men. Yeah, but if you if you're living in a world where people can't tell the difference between different things, as far as they know, they weren't identical. <laughs> they, they, they look completely... Are you saying it's creeping out and now we can't tell the difference between things? Potentially, yeah. Oh, God. That, may, may, that will make future episodes difficult. Uh, if... If you if you, if you are watching along uh, while we're talking about it, and they were different human beings, they weren't all just the same, please let us know so that we know it's just us seeing them it's all as tired, exactly the same. tired, eyes. Yeah, because uh, that is entirely possible that they were different, and yet my brain just went, yep, they're all the same. Moving well, on. we both did it, but then we've both been watching Looney Tunes for exactly the same amount of time. Exactly. So, yeah. Like, please let us know if they were different. Because I'd like to stress that at this point. Like, we have not watched any Looney Tunes outside of when we've sat and done the podcast. No. Like, we, we, like, we go in cold. We come out cold most of the time. But like, know, yeah, hot, just, uh, like to stress that at this point, we have watched exactly the same amount of Looney Tunes. Yeah, for exactly the same period of time. Yeah. so Even like, when we've had to skip back and like watch a bit again and so go, yeah, oh, If you do on, watch that? the episode, what's it called? Daffy Doodles. Yeah. Uh, please, uh, if the jury are not all identical men, yeah. please do tell us. Just so we know. We might, um, we might have to start uh, doing something to, to sort out this problem. Maybe... Watch the cartoons with an eye patch on one eye, okay. and then when it's when we start to see all the same, we switch it over, and then we've so, got a fresh eye. So kind of like when you if you're out walking at night and cars are going past, you always close one eye just so you don't spoil your night vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so we just don't want to spoil our regular vision yeah. <laughs> by extended exposure to the portal. 
So oh. maybe, yeah, maybe we need to start wearing an eye patch over one eye when we watch these cartoons. Maybe. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll if, if they do come back and people say, oh yeah, they were different, we'll do that. If they don't, I'm just going to watch it with my two eyes. Well, uh, no, only if someone turns up and says, yes, they were all the same, can we safely do that. Right, If no okay. one says anything... Then we have to eye then, patch like, There's a high chance they just didn't watch the cartoon. Oh yeah, there is that. They, so there's a high chance they don't want to help. And like the, they just, the, in just... three weeks' time, we're going to be like, so it was another cartoon where <laughs> they... seventeen identically mustachioed men just <laughs> went about their normal business. Yeah. And uh, at that point, we're going to have a problem going forward. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll get on Amazon see if I can get some eye patches. <laughs> a couple of eye patches. A couple of eye patches. <laughs> Left and right. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really matter, does it? You just move it over. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how fancy and fitted an eye patch you're planning on buying. Pretty good one, though. Pretty I want good it to be comfortable patch. for the entire time. That's true. I, I don't want to get eye chafage. <laughs> eye chafage. I've never worn an eye patch. I guess that's a thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I think that's as good a point to leave it. I uh, think so. Yeah, if you watch the cartoon, please help us out there. I just need someone to assure us that those people are <laughs> the same, because otherwise... <laughs> and not someone who's watched every cartoon yeah. that we have. Yeah. Someone who hasn't been watching a lot. Going fresh. Just please dip into that one. Tell us. Yeah, let us know. Because I don't want to wear an eye patch for the rest of this. Cartoons. No. Another year and a half of wearing an eye patch. No, nah, not do I. Okay. Oh, well. I mean, you know, you're just getting out of the giant rubber hands phase. That is true. The you eye patch would be sweaty as well. You don't want to. You don't want to next week have to go in with giant rubber because it would be giant rubber hands and giant an eye patch. Rubber, <laughs> rubber hands and an eye patch. Oh, it's just getting more and more ridiculous, isn't it? It's it's a hell. Oh god. Okay. Oh well. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, and so until uh, next week. Uh, yeah. Bye. Bye.